Chapter 6, The Price Myth. It's almost never price. If you were to survey all the salespeople in the world, you'd find that most of them believe that the number one reason they lose a sale is because of price. This is absolutely not the case, and in fact, nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. Price is not the buyer's biggest concern. It is actually at the bottom of the list of reasons why people do not buy. Most sales are lost over unspoken objections, not the obvious and apparent objections like price, payments, or budgets, but the ones that the buyer never voices. Getting the sale is never about money. It's ultimately about the buyer having confidence that the product is the right product for them. If there's a price difference, the customer wants assurance that your product has advantages in excess of the cost to them. The price experiment. You know, most salespeople believe that if price was lower, they could sell more product. But the truth is, they wouldn't sell more because they haven't correctly named the problem, therefore can't get the correct solution. I once had a salesperson that said to me, Grant, if the price of our seminar tickets were lower, we would be able particularly him, he thought he would be able to sell twice as many. Well, even though I knew that what he was saying was boring on idiotic, I practiced the first rule of selling, which is always agree with your prospect. And I told him that I had often wondered the same thing. And in fact, I said I'd be willing to test out his theory. So we offered a Grant Cardone seminar in Detroit, Michigan with tickets at one-tenth of the normal price. Now, Detroit had always been one of our best attended seminar markets, and the person that had made the suggestion about price cut was thinking, oh my gosh, we'll have the biggest audience we've ever had. Well, there was only one stip stipulation to our little deal here so that we could properly test out his idea, and that was he could only sell the tickets by sending out a marketing piece offering the seminar, the date, the price, the website address, and a phone number to call. That means he couldn't actually sell the product. He was not allowed to do a full sales presentation in order for us to test out this pricing experiment. The reality is, if you take the price down that low, okay, you won't be able to afford to do a presentation anyway because there's not going to be enough room in the price for a commission to be paid. Well, let me tell you how it turned out. That seminar had the lowest attendance of any seminar I have given in 20 years. It didn't even cover the cost of my airfare, and the salesperson's commission didn't cover the cost of the mailers. I asked the audience when I attended and when I showed up in Detroit, I asked the audience, hey, why do you think so few people came to this? It was like 12 people in the seminar. And they said they didn't think I'd actually be there in person, but that it would be a video feed. I asked him, why did you think it'd be a video feed? The brochure said, Grant Cardone will be here. And they said, well, because of the price of the ticket, we didn't think you could afford to be here. See, if the price gets too cheap, people won't see any value in the product and therefore not respond to that product. Additionally, if price alone were the reason people buy, then the company wouldn't really need salespeople. And that'd be a problem for 25% of the population on planet Earth. See, it will always take a professional salesperson that takes the time to sell features and benefits to handle the buyer's price objections. And 
and get the buyer to make a decision, to take action, to exchange money for the product. Look, it's love. It's never price. After the experiment with the cheap tickets, I doubled the original ticket price and attendance at my seminars doubled. That means I doubled the ticket price and our seminar ticket sales increased by over 100%. Price is almost never the issue for any buyer, even when they say it's price. More often than not, it is love and confidence. Do I love this product? Because if I love this product, if I do truly love it, then I'll do whatever it takes to get it. Is the buyer 100% totally in confident that this product will get them what they want? Will this service do the job? If the buyer is head over heels in love with the product, can't live without the product, he'll buy it regardless of price, assuming he can find the money to pay for it. If the buyer has full confidence that the product will solve his problems and get him real solutions, he'll buy it at almost any price. And I'll prove it to you. See, people will give their right arm for love. They'll give their last dollar for a real solution. For instance, if you've ever lost someone, then you know what I'm talking about right now. Immediately, I said, you lost somebody. You know what I'm talking about. In that moment, in that very moment of losing someone you love, and you'd found out that you'd lost this someone special, you'd sell everything you had and go into debt multiple lifetimes just to have that person back in your life. Why? Love. Love, baby, love. See, you have to get your buyer to want your product more than he wants his money. I'm going to say that again. You have to get your buyer, prospect, whoever you're pitching your deal to, to want your product, your service, your solution more than he wants his money. He's got to want the product or the solution more than he wants the numbers in his bank account. Discovering what he's trying to accomplish and demonstrating how your product or service or you solve that problem is the essence of how you close a deal. Certainly, there's the issue of the product being out of someone's price range, but that's the point I'm trying to drive home. If they really love it and it will really solve their problem, they'll figure out a way to come up with the money if they're absolutely in love with the product and confident it will solve their problem. You can't put a price tag on someone or something you really love. It's priceless. And if you've ever had a serious problem in life, money wasn't your concern. Getting rid of the problem becomes your concern, and you'd pay anything to get rid of it. Give them love, solve a problem, and you'll get the money. I'll give you an example. You ever stand in line for, you're thirsty, you're dying of thirst, or you you need a coffee or whatever you need, and you have to stand in line, what would you pay to get in front of the line? 1970 oil crisis in America. Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, you had a lottery. You know, you'd get your day to go buy gas. Tell me you wouldn't have paid $4 then. You would have. Why? Because you'd rather the $4 be gone than the time that you had to wait in line. Give them love, solve a problem, you'll get the money. If the customer can afford the product or service, but isn't buying and is harping about the money, I always realize that he has other concerns other than money that must be handled. Because if he were completely sold, price would not be the issue. While your prospect may be objecting to your price or your terms, here is a partial list of what else he might be considering. Is this the right product for me? Is there a better product than this? Is this the right proposal? 
Will this truly solve my problems? Will my people use this product? What will others think of me if I actually do this? Is this something I'm going to really use and enjoy? Will this company really take care of me? Will they really be there to service us? Am I better off buying something else? Will something better come out next week? Do I even know enough yet? Do we have all the information? Should we get another proposal, X proposal instead? Should I join the country club rather than spending this money on this whatever? Am I better off with the money in the bank? The security of money in the bank than using the money and having this thing, this product, this equipment or whatever? Is this going to be a mistake like other past decisions I've made? Man, that's a huge one. See, all these questions, this list of questions could be on the mind of your prospect and will stop the sale from taking place. Reduce the price you still haven't answered these questions that are being unspoken. If these considerations or when these considerations are handled to the buyer's, your prospect's satisfaction, price will no longer be the issue. The price or service or whatever it is you're selling will obviously create different concerns for the decision maker. But trust me, regardless of what it is you have, almost never comes down to just price. To the degree that you understand this, you will be successful. Let's say a guy is buying a birthday present for the love of his life. He finds something he thinks the girl will love, but tells the salesperson, hey, look, it just costs more than we can afford. I can't afford it. It's not in my budget. What he's actually saying is that he isn't completely sold on the product being the perfect gift for her. He either doesn't love it for himself or he's not sure that it's something she will love. This product is not yet making him feel good enough or certain enough to pull the trigger, buy the gift, and get rid of the money. Right? See, he still loves his money more than he loves this solution. In this case, I would acknowledge him, tell him, hey, man, I totally understand. I know that it's more than you want to spend. But ask him for the right to actually show him something a bit more expensive, just for fun. You get it? He said it was too much. He said he didn't say he didn't like it, and he didn't say he couldn't do it. He said it was too much. Also consider that when he said it was too much, couldn't he have meant that it was too much for that rather than I can't afford it or I can't do it or I won't do it? Maybe, just maybe... He'd rather spend extra money and get, get the gift he knows he will love and she will love. This is called move up, don't move down. Most salespeople make the mistake of offering something for a lower price when faced with price objections. This is an absolute incorrect solution based on the false belief that price is the reason people don't buy things. See, when you move a customer down in price is a way to solve the problem. Watch, when you move the customer down in price or offer him something cheaper, he's actually less likely to want the next product, the down product, the solution, a price objection. He's less likely to want this product if he didn't want the first one. This will then cause the buyer to think you have no solution and that he's just wasting his time shopping with you. By moving him up, remember the little test? Hey, let's just look at this instead, you know? Even though I know, by moving him up rather than down in inventory, you'll actually get him thinking in terms of value and find out whether his price objection is valid or not. 
if he believes that his girl will love the gift and he really wants to make her happy, I'm assuming he really wants to make her happy or he wouldn't have come in here, then showing him something more expensive will actually get you closer to a sale. Remember, more than anything else, he wants to make a good decision. At this point, he'll either demonstrate that the first product was the wrong choice by the simple fact that he's now looking at the more expensive option, or he'll tell you that he needs to move in the other direction with something that costs less. Either way, you've got him shopping with you, not negotiating with you. I could even show him a completely different line or product knowing that he can or we can always move him back to the original. See, I want to exhaust my inventory and choices. I don't want to exhaust my price. That's what most people do. They exhaust price and end up not making any money. Remember, the number one reason a business fails or an individual fails is the inability to capitalize themselves because they were unable to sell products in quantities great enough. It speeds fast enough. And price is an integral part of that calculation. I remember a cu customer once told me that my product was too much money and I was able to, you know, unable to close him because of that. He left me and bought a product. He actually sold me that the price was too much, left me and bought a product for $150,000 more than I was offering him and did it for my competitor. And I had the same product. I could, have, I could have sold him for the extra 150 grand. See, when he told me it was too much money, he was really saying it's too much money for the solution you're offering me. And I bought it. I just bought half of it. It's too much money. I didn't hear the other part. It's too much money for that solution. I'd rather pay more money and get the real solution. See, you'll discover that as many price objections, many of your price objections will be solved with more expensive solutions as are solved with lower prices. So today, when I can't close a deal, I always try to move the buyer up to bigger or more expensive products or solutions as the first solution to the price objection. Although this may not be make immediate sense to you and actually be contrary to your thinking, I assure you that it will prove successful for you as it has thousands of other salespeople. If they'll at least consider the more expensive option, I know I'm on the right product line and that they're still in question about it. See, this is called closing with inventory. It means price is not the objection. Love and solution are the problem. I've had thousands of customers tell me that it's either too much money over their budget or they can get that uncomfortable money look on their face. You know what that's like? Ah, uh, you know that cringe, I can't do this. See, I'll immediately move that buyer up to a more expensive product. Why? Because they're telling me it's too much money for that product or service or they're not sure that product will solve their problem. The buyer, the truth is, the buyer would rather pay more and make the right decision than pay less and make a mistake. The buyer would rather pay more and get a solution than pay less and get partial solution. The buyer would rather pay extra for quality than less for quality. Or they know they're going to have to give up some quality. Every customer has made mistakes before. And this is the number one reason why they hesitate on making decisions today. It's not price. It's not payments, budgets. It's never money. It's this. Number one reason 
I hesitate is because I don't want to make another mistake. It is the fear of repeating a mistake. It is not the fear of spending money. It is the angst of making the wrong choice or buying the wrong product or making the wrong decision that doesn't create a solution that they were looking for more than the price itself. Always show your buyer, your prospect, in your proposal. Always show them how they can spend more as a solution to price, and this will determine whether or not you're dealing with a real price objection. The worst outcome is that the more expensive product will make the one you're looking at or them looking at more accessible to them, mentally more accessible, more affordable, and more valuable. And this will actually build value and substantiate your price. Never buy into the talk of the mediocre average salesperson that, sur- that you're surrounded with who believe that price is the most important issue or promote, who promote this idea that if the price were lower, oh, we could sell more products. Just look at their results and then disregard their advice. One time a charity asked me if I'd help out with some fundraising. They told me about this one prospect that they had had the wherewithal, he had the wherewithal to make a sizable donation, but they didn't have the wherewithal to get the donation from him. He was very supportive of the charity, but they were having trouble getting him to make a contribution. They had been working with this individual for over a year, and had never gotten a penny. I asked them immediately, well, how much money are you asking him to donate? And they said, we're asking him to make a donation of $10,000. We've even asked him for $5,000 and can't get it, $2,000 and can't get it, $1,000 and can't get it. My suggestion was, hey, why don't, why don't you ask for more money? Maybe you're asking for too little. Maybe this prospect doesn't like the idea of small contributions. Maybe he believes the small contribution can't actually make a difference. And that's why people are charitable anyway. They want to make a difference. That it might actually be easier to get a larger one than a smaller one. A woman, the woman that had been working with this individual, looked at me with like disbelief, like, who who are you? She said to me, this man is one of the cheapest people I have ever tried to get a contribution from. So I took the prospect. I said, give me five minutes with him. Let me see what I can do with him. You've been destroying him for a year. I took the prospect aside, and in 10 minutes, 12 at the most, he had had contributed 10 times what they had been asking him to do for over a year. He gave 100,000, not 10,000. So the truth is he wasn't cheap by any means, except in the mind of the fundraisers. In fact, he was one of the most generous people I've ever met and one of the easiest closes I've ever been with. You know, the guy told me, he said, I, Grant, I hadn't contributed in the past to this charity because I didn't feel the 10000 would actually make a difference. See, all I did was ask him for the right amount that he believed would solve a problem, which was make a difference. The, the higher contribution solved his problem. He wasn't getting a product. He's trying to solve a problem. Tip. Your prospect is never the problem. Never. Your customer is never the problem. Never. The people you're pitching, proposing to, the company, the board, is never the problem. Never. Salespeople are the ultimate, ultimate barrier to every sale. Never the prospect. Salespeople stop sales. Customers don't. You have to get this into your head. Price is not your problem. You 
are your problem. Customers don't stop sales. Salespeople stop sales from happening. You are the barrier to a closed deal, never a customer. Give the prospect a product he loves, a service that will solve his problems, and you will get a close once he has full confidence in the product, in the service, and in you. I'm going to say that again. Give the product, I'm sorry, give the prospect a product that he loves or a service that will solve his problems, and you will get the close once he has full confidence in the product, the service, and in you. There'll be times when you'll have to handle the buyer on money. Sometimes I remind a person, while I agree it's a lot of money for a gift, let's say he's buying a gift for his wife or his husband or her for the husband, while I agree it's a lot of money for a gift, there's no shortage of money on this planet. But there is a shortage of people who have found love of their life and who know how to show appreciation for that person. Be grateful you have someone to love, sir. Now, how would you like to handle this? See, that's selling. See, he said price was too high. And I'm like, I'm with you. I totally agree with you. First rule of selling, always agree. And I agree it's a lot of money for a gift. There's no shortage, however, of money on this planet. There is, however, a shortage of people who found the love of their life and who know how to show appreciation for that person. Be grateful you have someone to love. See, that'll handle that deal. That's selling, folks. And that's what you're going to learn throughout the remainder of this book. If the buyer is totally convinced it's right, they will chew off their own foot to have the product. If the buyer who's saying it's too much money found out that he had a disease and was going to die, but that that product would save his life, would he do it? Oh, he'd find the money, he'd buy the product and save his life. Why? Because he's completely sold on the need. Wouldn't be about price, it'd be about solving his life. If the need is important enough and he has confidence in the cure, if the love is great enough, price will not be the issue. When buying a house, for instance, the unspoken objection the realtor will not hear will be, is this the right house? Is this the house that's going to fulfill our needs? Will we be happy here? Is this going to be a good investment? Do I really love this place? Can we do better? If we're going to spend this much money, why don't we spend a little more and get our dream house? That one goes on a lot. The last one regarding let's spend more money happens to be about 50% of all buyers who are ever concerned about price. Those same buyers who use price as an objection, this is too much, will often go out and spend even more money, not less money. Remember, many times when a buyer says it's too much money, what they're saying is, it's too much for this product. It's too much for this solution. I'm not convinced this will really make me feel different. It won't solve our problem. You know, I told you a story about that house I sold for 50% more than the realtor said, it could ever possibly bring. When the buyer came to the house, I knew the moment she walked into the house that she loved it. Later, she, she insisted, three days later, after we had a contract, she's like, Grant, I want to get an appraisal done because uh, my account manager, her finance person, said, I'm paying too much for the house and we need to get an appraisal. I explained to her, that while I understood she wanted an appraisal and that the account person wanted an appraisal, it would be a complete waste of money and time because the house would not appraise for the price we had agreed on. I told her that the house was overpriced. And because of the overpriced, it wouldn't appraise. I know this sounds crazy, but this is the way to handle this. I went on to tell her that I'd paid too much for the house when I bought it. She's like, what? I said, I paid too much for the house when I bought it. 
Oh, by the way, the people that bought it before me, they also paid too much for the house when they bought it. And by the way, you're going to pay too much for the house when you buy it for me. And when you go sell it, they're going to pay too much when they buy it. And I promise you, it will never appraise. Because the location, this location has always sold for more money than this house will ever appraise for. It always has and it always will. And that's what makes this house incredible. That's what makes the location great. And that's why so many people have overpaid for this house and it won't appraise. I convinced her not to do the appraisal, to save her money and save the time. And we closed the deal. The buyer decided not to have it appraised and bought the house. Again, she lived there for about a year, a year and a half maybe, and sold it to the next, next people for how much money? Too much. It's never price, folks. It's about love. It's about confidence, and it's about, will this solve my problem? Now I want to talk about $4 coffee and $2 water. To further tell you, it's never price. To be an effective salesperson, you have to believe in human beings. You have to believe in the human being. You need to have a positive outlook about people. You have to believe that people are good and that they want to make the right decision. Your buyers are just like you. Your buyers, they're like you. They spend money they don't have. Don't you do that? They go over budget. You do that. They work hard for their money. You do that. They've made good decisions. You've done that. And they've made bad decisions. And hey, you've done that. And when you've made enough bad ones, you want to avoid them. See, like you, they want to avoid bad decisions and they want to make good ones. People want to feel good about themselves. And they want to feel good about their decisions. If you're selling a service to a business owner, he wants to know that he did the right thing for his business and that what he paid for what you sold him, is going to make a difference for his company. If you're selling a product, customers want to have certainty that they'll be happy with that product and that when, the, when they use it, they're going to feel good, look good, and be admired by others because of the choice they made. If people don't buy from you, I assure you, it's almost never about the money, never about the budget, but about something you didn't uncover. If it were all about price, please explain to me, please, why people stand in line for a $4 cup of coffee when they can make an entire pot at their house for almost nothing. Explain to me why people spend $2 on bottled water when they could have got it from their tap for free. Do you know last year in the United States, $18 billion was spent on bottled water? Explain why someone spends thousands of dollars on season tickets to a ball game when they could have watched on TV for nothing. Explain why someone would go out and buy a sports car when they could take the subway to work and arrive there in half the time. Explain why you bring your kid to a professional when he cuts himself rather than stitching him up yourself for nothing. Love, baby. Love. Consider how many times you paid more than you could afford and you loved it. Come on, how many times have you been over budget? Consider how many times in your life you went over budget because you found something that you weren't even looking for, you didn't even need and decided to buy it on an impulse. Remember, it's almost never price.